I suggest that we can prove the existence of God from the impossibility of the contrary. As Christians, we do not give up our intellect. The strongest evidence and argument for the existence of God is that without a belief in God, you can't prove anything. How can the law be material? That's the question I'm going to ask you. I would say no. And can you give me an example of anything other than God that's immaterial? Welcome to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. I'm your host, Elias Ayala, and here at Revealed Apologetics, Our goal is to equip believers to defend the Christian faith, and we want to equip you to do it in a way that is honoring to God and faithful to Scripture. So sit back, relax, get your thinking caps on, and let's dive into our topic for today. All right, well, uh, just going to start right off the bat. This particular uh, podcast episode I am doing in my car. And so the reality is I don't always have the wonderful luxury of sitting behind my desk uh, with my microphone. So you're, you're going to see or you're going to hear rather an obvious uh, difference in the audio quality. So I do apologize um, since I'm in my car. And uh, this particular episode is actually um, in response to a Facebook message that I received. Someone tagged me in a post to address this issue. There was a parent who had a son who uh, used to believe in God and now no longer believes in God. And now the son apparently um, responds to and tries to debunk all of the Christian posts that the mom puts on Facebook. Uh, That's an interesting relationship dynamic, I suppose. Um, And so someone asked me, how would I respond to a son, an unbelieving son who, uh, who's doing things like this? So I think first Peter chapter three, verse 15, which is the main apologetics text that we use when we're talking about how to do apologetics. I think that verse is applicable here, regardless if you're speaking to an unbeliever in general, or an unbelieving family member in particular, uh, the principles in 1 Peter 3.15 still stand. So 1 Peter 3.15 says the following, set apart Christ as Lord in your heart, always being ready to give a reason for the hope that's in you, yet doing so with gentleness and respect. All right? And so to uh, engage with an unbelieving son or daughter or family member, I think the principles are still uh, are still in place when we're trying to follow the biblical approach of engaging in this sort of thing. Now, What I don't recommend is I don't recommend getting into a debate on Facebook itself. So if the son is responding and trying to debunk, um, I don't think that it is uh, useful 
and beneficial to engage your son on Facebook, okay? Now, again, for context here, the son in this context is an adult. He's not a kid. Um, I would imagine if the kid was bringing up objections, it might be easier to respond to. But then again, you do have kids who have, who have really interesting questions and objections that maybe you haven't thought of. And so it can still be difficult to, to respond. But in this context, uh, he's an adult and uh, he's trying to debunk everything his Christian mom posts on Facebook. Well, in this context, you have a relational advantage. You're not speaking with a stranger. This is a family member. Hopefully, again, I don't know the broader context, but hopefully, um, apart from the disagreement over faith, um, hopefully they have some kind of relationship in which they could interact with each other on a more personal level. And so I think from the parent's perspective, uh, they might want to go that route as opposed to going back and forth on Facebook with your son, right? Um, so we want to actually uh, incorporate that relational aspect. Also, there's going to be an intellectual aspect. I mean, if you're going to ask the question, how do I respond to my son who tries to debunk Christianity? Well, what is going to be necessarily included in that is the intellectual capacity to understand your own faith, the content of it, as well as being able to intellectually respond to the objections. So if the question is, how do I respond? Well, within the context of respectful mother-son or father-son or mother-daughter, father-daughter relationship, hopefully there can be a respectful conversation so that the objections to the Christian faith made by the, the son or the daughter can be laid out and that the Christian parent um, takes these things uh, and and actually reflects upon them and tries to find answers to them and continue kind of a loving, communicative relationship with the son or the daughter uh, through patient conversation and plowing through some of the issues, right? Um, so I think that's an important aspect. I mean, the Bible says we need to always be ready. And so that's going to include the necessity of studying the word of God, knowing your Christian theology, knowing the foundation and reasons for the Christian faith, knowing the reasons why we think Christianity is true, and being able to debunk the non-Christians' attempt at debunking Christianity, all right? And this can be done. This is not an impossible task. Um, I have been doing apologetics for quite some time, and to be perfectly honest, while I'm not the smartest person in the world, I'm not, you know, I don't know every answer to every single objection, it is very, very rare that I hear an objection that I've never heard before, okay? They're typically uh, kind of the same sort of things. And so um, I have never heard an objection that stopped me in my tracks and said, oh my goodness, this is very problematic. My, my faith is shaky. Oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? Now, the reality is most of the objections are quite predictable once you're doing this long enough. And they have adequate, logical, biblically consistent, philosophically uh, uh, cogent and, um, and strong responses uh, to these objections, all right? So you might want to uh, take the time to make a, make a small list, you know, say, you know, hey, you know, why, why don't you believe in God anymore? You know, what's, what's going on? You know, what, uh, you have the conversation. Maybe the issue isn't intellectual at all. Maybe it's more of an emotional issue that they're working through that, uh, you know, 
has caused them to have emotional doubts as opposed to intellectual doubts. Uh, maybe the doubts are intellectual. And so maybe it might be useful for, uh, for the parent within um, you know, a loving communication and conversation to write down some of these objections and look into them and continue the relationship through uh, dialogue, conversation, healthy, loving debate, you know, going back and forth a little bit, you know, not, not arguing, but, but just, you know, asking questions, pressing on, on some of the uh, points that, that the, that the, the unbelievers making. Um, again, there, there's no one answer. It really depends on your relationship with your child. Uh, that's going to affect the manner in which you interact with them. How old your child is, that's going to affect how the interaction is going. Um, and whether the doubts the person is expressing are intellectual or, or emotional. So it really depends on a whole bunch of different factors. But be that as it may, um, Christian parent, whether you're dealing with unbelievers in general or your own children particularly, um, the Bible says that you need to always be ready uh, to give a reason for the hope. Or Jude chapter 1 verse 3 says that uh, it is necessary that we contend earnestly for the faith. And so that's going to be well, what's going to require at that point is that you know your faith. And if you don't know your faith, perhaps your unbelieving son or daughter um, is sort of uh, uh, creates a perfect context in which we are driven to study these issues. Um, so uh, that's kind of my response there. Now, now, lastly, and this is really important, and I think this is neglected a lot in, uh, when these questions are being asked, you know, how do I respond to my unbelieving family member or whatever? Um, there is a great importance of prayer as well. Remember, uh, the Bible says that we do not war against flesh and blood, um, but uh, against principalities and, the, you know, the, the evil forces of this, of this world. And so, um, you know, doubting and uh, unbelief definitely does have a spiritual dimension to it. And so as you engage uh, in interaction with your child, however old they are, you, you want to be sure also to be relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, praying that God uh, works in the words that you use, praying that God grants you the wisdom and understanding of the things that you're studying so that you can uh, give an adequate response to the objections raised. So we don't want to we don't want to ignore that supernatural aspect of apologetics, which I think we we tend to overemphasize the intellectual element uh, while ignoring the spiritual element. So we want to make sure that we're praying for our family members um, and at the same time studying and knowing the content of our faith and how to defend it. All right. So uh, that's how I would approach. That's how I would provide an answer to this uh, this person's question. And uh, and I hope I hope that uh, I hope that helps. Now, if you're looking for resources to uh, get your hands on apologetic material, um, so that you have some kind of uh, resource that you can use when a when a family member brings up uh, you know an objection, then there are a lot of things you can do. There are some websites out there, blog articles that you can go to. Uh, uh, certain books, you know, if you're if you're looking for books on how to defend the Christian faith, I mean, there are a lot out there just by way of beginners. Um, I like the book Always Ready by Greg Bonson. It's introductory, but it lays out a um, a particular method of defending the faith called presuppositional apologetics. Um, if you're not sure what that is, uh, get the book. Very, very helpful. And I think it's a very easy to understand uh, way of defending the faith. So you can check that out. 
a quick resource, if you don't have time to read a whole book, is CARM.org. CARM.org, C-A-R-M.org. That is Christian Apologetics Research Ministry. Why is this website very important? Well, this website uh, is perfect for people who are super busy and don't have a lot of time to read uh, a lot of material. It's got short articles that address just about every objection um, that that has been raised, um, the major objections. Um, and uh, that is a great resource to kind of catch an article, read it, study it, and uh, and then formulate your own way of how you might respond to the objection that's being raised. Um, if you're looking for uh, other material, again, I'm a presuppositionalist, and those who know that methodology, I have no qualms about uh, suggesting non-presuppositional material as well. So there are other resources out there that don't necessarily follow the apologetic methodology that I do, but are still helpful. You might want to check out equip.org, uh, or I'm sorry, not equip.org, uh, cross-examine. There we go, cross-examine.org, which is a, an apologetics ministry uh, run by uh, Christian apologist Frank Turek. Uh, again, don't agree with everything that he has out there, but uh, his website, I think, is a great resource because it covers issues uh, like, uh, you know, the question that, that's been asked, in, you know, how to respond to an unbelieving family member or something like that. There's material that can help you um, kind of navigate that those kinds of conversations, all right? And you could also check out uh, <laughs> Reveals Apologetics, uh, um, uh, this podcast, or look me up on Facebook. You know, you, you this person that asked the question, tag me on Facebook, and here I'm making a response. So if you have any questions, why don't you message me on Facebook, Revealed Apologetics, and I'll make a podcast episode out of your question or an article or something like that, okay? So there are a lot of different resources. YouTube, uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, Revealed Apologetics on YouTube, um, and there's just so much material out there. Sometimes it can be difficult to know where to start, but these are some, uh, you know, just throwing out a couple of resources out there if you're kind of at a loss as to where to start. Uh, maybe you might start with one of the resources that I've um, just listed there, okay? So again, that's it for this episode. I hope that this proves helpful and that it answers uh, the question at least sufficiently to give you a, a starting point and a direction to, to move into as you're um, you know, looking as to how we are to witness to unbelieving family members and things like that. And, um, and yeah, Okay, so, all right, well, I hope this is helpful. Take care, and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to Revealed Apologetics. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer um, on one of our podcast episodes, please feel free to send in your question uh, at revealedapologetics at gmail.com.